Welcome back to the F Money Show on i99radio.com. I'm your host, Fran Chismar, and I am so excited. I actually have a special guest with me, um, and I feel like a little kid. So joining me tonight is Jared and Kristen Quarter from Repeat Repeat. Thank you for taking your busy schedule. Thank yeah, you for, thanks thank for having us. Yeah, thank you. Oh. It's a pleasure to, to meet you and uh, to be here. I'm excited. This is awesome. So you just released your sophomore effort, Glazed. Uh, the Nashville scene called it smart, catchy, radio-friendly rock, which I feel is pretty accurate. They I've been, did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wow. was, and I feel that's pretty accurate. I, I wish, when I listen to albums, I glut listen. Like it's just, like I may take a song and I'm like, I'm gonna listen to this song 15 times. I'm gonna yeah. listen to this that's album. Me too. Like I, I just like stalk each song, and then it may change just throughout like the list. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. So, and I agree. I loved it from start to finish, and and every time I listen to it, I kind of pick a different song that I obsess over. So, um, thank you. I found it interesting. You actually recorded this album while moving. You were moving in the process of. Yeah, we went through a lot of things actually <laughs> that summer. This was last year. Um, Kristen and I bought our first home, and as working. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, as working musicians. Um, it's a big step, you know, and uh, and now you're not even there. And now we're <laughs> yeah. not even there, but it was Just a perfect in time for us to yeah. never be there. But <laughs> as musicians too, do not have a landlord that you have to worry if you're going to come home to like getting kicked out or something. You know, just the way the market works in Nashville. There was a variable there that the more we started touring, we felt like, hmm, we if we could take that variable of living in. Right the hippest city somehow in the yeah. country right now and being in a rental in the coolest neighborhood right. ever you know right now for the last 10 years yeah. like it just felt a little volatile for us to yeah to sort of like it was have faith in and you're <laughs> away for months months at a time too, yeah so. and also like um so the lead into that whole to making the record was we were on tour for for about six weeks and uh, while we were on tour, we were closing on the house. And so mm -hmm. we, we were paying friends to go to the like inspection and stuff <laughs> like that. And so it was this whole process. Um, and we were also playing shows. And then on top of it, we, the day we got back from tour was two days before we closed on the house. And we found out that our dog needed had eaten something that blocked his like intestines and needed a $4,000 surgery. And so we were two days away from putting our de deposit, our down payment on the house. So it was really stressful. <laughs> and then, and also we just, we had just adopted this dog and it was this whole thing. And I remember we sat in the, in the vet's office and at some point, you know, we were like, you know, he could see we were not only visibly exhausted because we just gotten off the road for six weeks. I think at one point I had to say, I'm sorry, I'm just really tired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, you guys have a lot going yeah. on. I was like, this is just our child I even think he I'm like, really tired. I think he like felt bad for us and he like ended up waiving his like weekend upcharge fee because it was on a Saturday oh, wow. when this happened. Yeah. And so uh, I just remember being like, well, you know, uh, we're about to. We're supposed to buy our house, our first home, in two days. But we love this dog, and I was like, I would rather lose our home than our dog. So I guess we'll get the surgery. And so we went with the surgery. I somehow just like we booked enough shows and pieced enough things together. We canceled a few dates so we could be home and be with him and everything like that. We figured it out one way or the other, and we pulled together our resources and we got everything handled. And then. On top of it, then a week later, the dog was like in recovery. We had just closed on the house. 
and we had 30 days to get out and Patrick was like all right let's start <laughs> and we're, we're like here yeah like, totally and let's do that but we didn't know what it was going to be like yeah. so it was it ended up being 20 12 hour days so he was literally just like be at my house at 10. So we're and, and you like you like Jared was saying you didn't know it what's his recording style gonna be yeah, is right. he gonna want to record right. from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. and we're you know and then we're gonna we just had no idea so speaking of Patrick we're yeah. talking about Patrick Carney from the Black Keys how did yeah. it come about you working with Patrick for this album yeah it kind of um so you know in this in the music business it's like all who you know yeah. right and so we have an attorney and she, we call her our fairy godmother. Um, we've rarely had to use her for actual attorney things, but she knows a lot of people and she's connected with a lot of people. And also she really believes in us. I mean, we've had like 2 a.m. text conversations about, you know, and she, she makes us uh, Christmas ornaments every year and things oh, like that. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, and so she actually reps the Black Keys. She's one of their attorneys okay. and she sent them our stuff. And what was it she said? She basically, well, the, you know, we, we've never really confirmed this story, but right. what, what made its way back to us was that, um, that he, she said, I think you're going to like them, and I think that they might stumble upon a hit in their career, so, you know, maybe you should meet them. Yeah. Those are nice words. Yeah. Those are awesome. So then Patrick was said to us, he said, uh, you know, I'll, I'll meet them, we'll do one song, and... Um, Thank you. And uh, and so, oh no, he said, I'll meet you guys. So we met him and then, it's funny, Patrick's an interesting guy because now he's like an uncle to us. I mean, like, we love him. We went to his wedding and we, like we've watched him become a father and things like that. But he met us and he, I remember uh, now he, we've learned the story that he texted our attorney and he said, you know, I like them. They're nice. They talk a lot, though. And so, <laughs> and so, but then he was like, okay, I'm going to do one song with you guys, and you guys can go do other songs yeah. with other people. And we were like, okay, cool. And at the time, we didn't really know what we were going to do next. We were just like, yeah. Pastor Connie wants to make a song with us. Let's do it. And we did. And which that, song was that? That was Head On. That okay. was the first which song is, we ever did. That's my favorite song. Thank you. That's, aw that's yeah. one of our favorites. Yeah. Um, and uh, then... I think it was literally that night. Just I was feeling like the juices of like you know cre the creative juices were just kind of flowing. So we got back to the house and this empty house we were in, and <laughs> I think I wrote apocalyptic like that night. Yeah. Because I had originally written it a little bit, and, and it, it was a little too alt rocky, a little too like you know not our style, and. I kind of reworked it that night and wrote the whole song and the next day we showed up to Patrick's studio and I was like hey I have this other song if you want to hear it I showed it to him and he was like yeah let's do another song and then I think it was like two days later I got a text at like 3 a.m. Um, we had had these two or three nights in a row where at like 3 in the morning he would text me like he was like what do you think of this record and I'd be like oh uh, yeah that record's cool I'd be like I've never heard of that record and he's like you need to hear this record he's like as a guitarist you need to hear this record so I made a playlist on Spotify called Songs from Patrick <laughs> and so every time he'd send me a record and there's like 300 songs yeah. on it now and so every time he'd send me a record I would just add it to that and I have it in chronological order that he sent it to me and so we were texting like every night I felt like I was in like a relationship. <laughs> like we've been married for like ten years, and I felt like I was in that relationship. I'd be dead asleep, and I'd hear like ding, and I'd look, and I'd be, oh, it's Patrick, and I'd, and really I'd be up is. till six in the morning. Yeah, it really was like that, and we would have to 
We wrote in the studio, which is okay. not something that we had done before. Right. So there had to be reworking when we went home, yeah. and sometimes on our drives with right. trailers full yeah. of stuff, we'd be like, oh, we're supposed to come in with right. a whole new, you know, chorus for this song or whatever. Um, and so that was, yeah. we just, yeah. we wanted to make him proud. We wanted to be like the good kids, you know, yeah. and be like, yeah. okay, there's a, we're literally moving, but we're gonna go home and like rework this song. Yeah. And it was the, one of those 3 a.m. texts that he was like, I'd love to do your record if you'll give me permission. Yeah. And I was like, sure, Patrick Carney, you have our permission. <laughs> Let's make a whole record. So that's yeah. basically I'm, how it happened. I'm glad you brought up Apocalyptic, because with a name like Ap Apocalyptic, I mean, it's a flat-out love song, it, 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 which really is. And uh, there's something about the there's an adversity to me of your music between yeah. your punk rock roots and your California harmonies. Mm -hmm. And was that deliberate or was that a happy accident? Well, it's just a, in, it's not like an intentional. You know, like I've never been good at like writing songs where it's like, all right, you're gonna write like Subaru wants a song that sing that has something to do with like being fast. So write a song that has the word fast in it. Like, none of it's ever been intentional. It's just, uh, but it just it's it, we can't help it. You know what I mean? Like we can't help. But she always wants more harmonies and more. She always her notes always to me whenever I show her a song is uh, make it a little more sixties. You know. <laughs> And my, I always want things to be loud and distorted and fast. But it's a good marriage. It, it really it is. is a good marriage. Because you get both of those right. things and it kind of creates something a little bit yeah. different, which you don't always hear. And yeah. I think that's what I appreciate and enjoyed about it. Because the songs are love songs. They're, yeah. But it's not love song music. That was a Patrick thing. We always fight against that. Not together. But I mean, we fight against that when we make records because... We always worry that people get sick of that stuff. Like we try I mean? to not make a whole record of love songs, but, but everyone basically goes, no, yeah, like that's y'all though, so. Yeah, I think we came to the table with like a couple politically charged songs and a couple songs about like heartbreak and, and mm -hmm. you know, things like that and, and, you know, people being oppressed and stuff like that. And Patrick at some point goes like, he goes, um, well, first off, first off, can you curse on this or no? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, of first off he said, Nobody needs philosophy 101 bullshit. So, like, don't try to pretend like you're this big philosophical thing. And second, he said, you know what sells for you guys? You know what the thing is that's going to sell you guys as a band is you guys. You and Kristen. And it's funny, as, as the time has gone on, I've realized that, you know, what was my upbringing? I was a, a you know, pudgy white kid in the suburbs of Phoenix. So, as far as, like, life experience, I didn't really have a lot. And so, you know, what it, what can I touch on that I feel like people can relate to? And I, honestly, it's like our love, and we've been together for almost 10 years now. We haven't spent a night apart in, in since we started dating. And so it was like, that's the one thing I know and that I feel like I can I can draw from a wellspring of, of knowledge on. And that was, was like, so Patrick was like, focus on that. Don't sing about, you don't need to sing about politics. But that's like, sing about love. You don't need another Bob Dylan, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's someone that does that. You don't need another Bruce Springsteen. Right, you but know, you know, every songwriter, I don't know if you write music. I don't, okay. I don't. Every songwriter wants to be that. Like, you know, I, I love Radiohead. I want to be, I want to be Tom York, but I'm not gonna be Tom York. In fact, our last producer, Gregory Latimer, who did our record before Floral Cannon, at one point we were like, we wanna, um, we like, we're really into, do you yeah, remember who it was? Who was it? Oh, who was it? 
Uh, the EOCs. We were like, we're really into the EOCs right now. And they're like this psychedelic, fast, loud, punk rock, garage rock band. And he goes, cool, that's great. You guys are not going to sound like the EOCs <laughs> on like, this record. You're never going to be that band. So, so we should start, start there. there. And yeah. so, yeah, okay. you know, it's just... Um, that's but that's, you know, it's it's funny. If you, if you think of certain singer-songwriters like Ryan Adams loves... The Misfits loves right. all that stuff, but he doesn't play that stuff. Right. He plays all all country, yeah. you yeah. know, all rock. Even Patrick, like the stuff he likes and listens to, sounds uh-huh. nothing like the Black Keys. Right. Yeah. And for some reason, he's really good at making music that sounds like the Black Keys. <laughs> you know, and so I don't know. We this year has been a year for us to learn to embrace the things that we are good at and not try to shy away from them. Well, how do you feel, speaking of that, how do you feel that you've grown from Floral Canyon to Glazed? Oh my goodness. A lot so of ways. <laughs> um, because it, to me, when I listen to both, there, right. there's definitely a growth. Yeah. yeah. Sounds you like know, the same a, band evolved, um, hopefully. The first like, thing Like is, a yeah. band that was doing it, you know, because they enjoyed it to a band that is taking it like on a more serious not that you weren't taking it serious before it's just like no we're good at this let's let's do this Mm -hmm. Patrick gave us the green light to to make the world take us seriously in a way that we've always taken ourselves you know um not only that it's like you know, he's done more than that. I mean, he produced the record, which was all one thing in itself, but then he played drums on the record. And you're like, this record's gonna live pa- longer than me. I'm yeah. gonna die one day and this record's gonna live yeah. on. And he played drums on it, you know? And then he went one step further and he asked us to open for them on tour with Modest Mouse. And, and how, because that's gonna open you up so many doors. 19,000 yeah. people a night, you know? And um, those eight shows are gonna do more for us than the last five years of touring <laughs> so um and there's nothing i love more than going to a show like that and having the opening band blow me like i always you know if there's four yeah. bands i want to be there for all four bands because right. there's there's always been bands that you know yeah. like the you know just uh, the dirty nil i don't know if you know them yeah, for, a, yeah for you sure. know they opened for flag i could have cared less about flag uh, yeah. after that i was like who are these guys like yeah and that's you know that's, that's awesome. That's that's your that's and we your feel opportunity. the pressure's on, which we embrace. But the pressure's on because it's like not only is it us and the Black Keys, but it's us and the Modest Mouse. So it's like everyone knows Modest Mouse, everyone knows the Black Keys, but very few people know us still. So it's like this is a big moment for us to shine. So I think one thing we really learned was, um, or that how we evolved was that Patrick gave us gave us the green light to open the door to everybody to be like oh shit this band is doing something you know um and in that sense i think it allowed us to be like to not feel like we have to like prove that to people that we can just show up and be talented and be present and put on a good show and you know be the artist that we've wanted to be because in the past before that it was like you know we don't come from like anybody any famous family or from money or anything like that so we're making this whole thing out of thin air you know and so you're having to constantly try to prove yourself to people and while you still do that at any level you know even at Patrick's level um, we feel like people can't it's silly that it works that way but people can be like well the Black Keys like believe in them so they must be 
at least somewhat worth checking out. Yeah, and exactly. that's a huge first step to get people to. You, you just need someone to listen to it. Right. Listen to it. Now, for someone that's listened to you but have never seen you live, what can someone expect from your live show? Well, I think it's a lot rowdier than it yeah. implies on the record. We tend to play a lot faster and louder uh, and a little bit more. Our sh I think our shows are a little more punk and our albums are a little more polished. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah. the first thing I'm, that comes to I'm mind. I'm looking forward it's to that. It's a party. Yeah, I mean, we had some people come see us in Houston recently, and they were like, they, you know, they knew girlfriend, and they knew us from online and stuff, and they were like, we were expecting like this cute little pop show, and we showed up, and it was like, wow, these guys mm -hmm. like rock. They were expecting Mates of States, and they got yeah, yeah. and we love Mates of State, but um, we feel again, like, we can't thank Patrick enough, but we feel like he helped us align with like the perfect bands because it's like. Think about a band like Black Keys or Modest yeah. Mouse, and it's like some people only know the Black Keys because yeah. of a song they heard in yeah. a car commercial. Exactly. Those people may may not have ever been to a rock show, and they're going to come to that concert, and they're going to see a rock and roll show, yeah. you know. And so we feel like we make these like love songs, and some of our stuff is very sweet, and that's why we call the album Glaze. It's like sometimes just like coated in sugary, you know, saccharine goodness. But then you come to a show, and there's this rock and roll edge to it, and that's where we feel like we can really. You know, I grew up watching Showman. I grew up watching like ACDC and Van Halen. And then in my <laughs> in high school years, I watched like punk rockers and stuff. And it's funny that like the shows I went to when I was like 16, people were like, climbing on stuff and spraying hoses out in the crowd yeah. and like jumping doing, off stage, jumping stage, off stage, stage and stuff. And you don't see that as much anymore. And you know, we're not trying to. Well, I grew up watching like the Mamas and the Papas, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like very with like but Michelle you, Phillips over yeah. there. You managed to combine <laughs> both of those though, yeah. which is fantastic. And I think people, thank you. And I think people are like catching on to it. And that's another thing in that we are this year. We have really embraced what we are and our strengths, and have not tried to be anything different. And so, like even the live show, in the sense of if you would have seen us back when we put Floral Canyon out, or even before that, it was like. There was a whole way Kristen dressed, and there was a whole... We were trying to, like... We were trying to put our best foot forward, yeah. in a sense. Well, also, I think it was, like... It was... It, to me, it was always me, but it was my most, like, sort of... My most, like, on me. You know, yeah. like... Like, all of the 60s stuff that I love. You know, yeah. like, Beatles girlfriend looking, yeah. you know, outfits for every show, well, and, like, knee-high boots it, and stuff. It's funny you say that, because one of the questions I had for you was, before you actually join Repeat Repeat... Yeah. That wasn't your career trajectory, this correct? Was not in the it was more design design yeah. oriented. So what were your aspirations for So when we met, I was doing some stuff with other indie bands in the East Nashville scene, like on a visibility level. Yeah. So my background's in graphic design and web okay. design and then my background before that was in like PR. Alright. So I would sort of come to the table with this whole like this is what this is, this is what you need, this is what you're trying to do, you know, like take helping bands like kind of figure out what the rest of, like yeah. they're playing music, but what does that look like on like a business side? Right. But even like, as far as the the album goes, the artwork for the album, yeah. like are, were you, because like I noticed the whole theme and how well everything fits together. Thanks. Like it's, I'm assuming that you had your yeah. hand in she that. Yeah, she was the yeah. artistic director. She, yeah. She's actually in the liner notes. We were really proud of that. Um, her and then we employed our really dear friend. He's directed music videos. He directed the girlfriend music video awesome. and a lot of stuff for us. Um, his name's Jason Lee Denton. Um, we basically 
had him help with a lot of the logistics like and photography. Yeah, and the photography and Kristen was the director, the art director for it. Awesome, so. awesome. I, I, I want you to get to your food, so I'm just going to ask one more. Oh, no, this is for later. Okay. No, yeah, you're fine. No, we're, we don't. We usually show. eat after we <laughs> play, <laughs> so you're fine. We're but just we were really good now at like thinking way ahead. We're like we're going to be hungry yeah. after the show. But I have one more question for yeah. you. Yeah. What are you listening to in your tour van right now? So on your travels, what is it that you're listening well, to? You What's influenced? Yeah, if I'm being honest, there, there's like I, only there's one band she ever listens to all the time. Oh, I need to hear what this to, is. Um, I, I have a really hard time not listening to Always and Broncho. Right. So those are her <laughs> two like favorite bands right now. She's like, Always is the only band I've ever seen her cry at a show. Like I, I don't know. It will come out of nowhere. I, I don't all vase basically. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, all right. They're all right. Canadian. It was one of those all bands. I heard Canadian. them first, and I showed them to you, and I was like, I think you you dig this band. I think they're pretty cool. And she was like, Yeah, I mean, they they, they sound neat, but like nothing like out of the ordinary. Wait, let's not put that on record. <laughs> that was in my younger days. <laughs> no, I know. I was naive. No, but I think that's the beautiful part of the story. Is like. But that's sometimes the best music is like. I, must I mean, have I been tired. I knew no. Beatles songs well, before I was really into the Beatles. Is like I was. I was going to say I've only ever cried at one concert, and yeah. it was Paul McCartney. Yeah, and you it was just a couple years ago, and it was it was right here in Philly at yeah. the Philly Stadium, yeah. and it was during the encore when he plays the medley from Abbey Road yeah. in its entirety. I wonder if we saw him on the same tour. Probably not, if it was only yeah. a few years ago, because we saw him like five years ago. It was like 2013. Ago. He had like yeah. Bonnaroo. Oh. Did he do uh, Live and Let Die? Yeah, he did. And yeah. it was just, you know, but the way he dedicated to all the songs, to all the people that he had in his life that he yeah. lost, and it was just mm -hmm. such an emotional journey. I mean, three hours of songs that you know and love. Right. And at the end, when you realize how important it is to you, Right. You can't help but to show that emotion. Like, I wasn't, I had no intention of crying, yeah. but it was just, I'm like, all right, I'm not even going to fight it. No. <laughs> That's how she literally I watched like, them, and she was like, she was like, the band would come up and be like, hey, are you having fun? And she'd be like, don't talk to me. Because I, like, I, I literally be like, okay, I like, you can't talk to me right now. Well, and like, the band is so sweet, and the boys are so sweet, and our tour manager is so sweet. Like, we... They had a, this band always, they had like a tour only seven inch okay. that they were selling. And so Brandon, our tour manager, went out of his way to reach out to their team because we were playing the same festival and was like, do you guys have that seven inch available? And he was like, I don't think so, but maybe I can grab one out of the box. And uh, and so they did okay. just awesome. for us for Best. this festival. And we, and Christmas was having like, it was hot. We were like on our fourth day at a music festival, just tired. My we phone were, broke that morning. Your phone broke. Oh. We were just like tired and exhausted, and we and we all showed up. We're like, we have the seven, we have that seven inch for you. <laughs> and so she was like holding it, watching them play. And it was this magical moment. So that's so nerdy. She's, no, but, but that's the, so true. That's to me, that's the joy of music. That's why we're all yeah. here. That's why you do it. You know, that's right. why we're here to watch it. And that's yeah. the beauty of everyone wants to be moved. Yeah, yeah there's there's music that's background noise. Right. But everyone wants that. Hopefully, you know, I hope everyone has that one artist that right. does that for them. Like, I, said, yeah. I think I said to you the other day, like, if someone ever felt about I'm pulling up my Spotify this so band, this how <laughs> I feel about Always, mm -hmm. I would die. I, like, I don't think right. I could understand that level. Just but I mean, like, people drive, like, hours to see us sometimes. So, I mean, like, you know, yeah. there's a few bands that we would yeah. do that for. 
So I don't know. I yeah. lately, so I've been into a lot of Canadian bands for right. some reason. Not because they're Canadian, but I end up being like, I love this band, and then they end up being. All Canadian. of our favorite bands are Canadian. So I think. the bands I've been really into lately is uh, the Beaches, and they're like a all girl rock band. Okay. They just opened for the Rolling Stones okay. in Toronto. All right. And then a band, uh, and a band called Bleach is really good, and the band called Said the Whale. Oh, I know. Yeah. Said the Whale is a Canadian band too. Um, and honestly, this band Broncho is like I don't know Broncho. They they are one probably. I'd say every record of theirs, like front to back, is like brilliant. Mm -hmm. right, so good. It. It's so simple. In fact, we had people last night that said they watched us on an Instagram live video where we talked about our favorite bands at the time. We mentioned Broncho, and they said I'd never heard of Broncho, and then they were like. Now we're obsessed with Broncho. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what, what happens. we're listening to on Every the way. Every person that we <laughs> yeah. that we introduce Broncho to, Listen. about a week later, goes, "Oh man, I have like not stopped listening to them." Oh, that's awesome. Listen to the most recent record and they're first. They're wonderful people. We've played shows with them yeah. before. They've they've opened for like Cage the Elephant in Portugal, the Man. Like yeah. That oh, that's day. awesome. They're yeah. great people and. There's all of their every album is like front to back just like you're just like how are these songs so catchy and yeah. <laughs> it's good so you know that's just uh you know it's like it's just this we we are always listening to music everybody in the band is like obsessed and so we all contribute our like musical taste but yeah i don't know it's just those are who we're really right, well now. i appreciate hearing all new bands that i don't know that yeah. i can check out now Thanks. so thank you so i want to thank you so much for joining me yeah. tonight um Everyone, make sure you pick up a copy of Repeat Repeat's new offering, Glazed, anywhere you buy music. You can also stream Glazed on Spotify or Apple Music. And make sure you see them live in a city near you. Um, how about before we go, we play a track from the album? Let's Sound good? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Here we go. <laughs> 